Greetings, everyone. My name is CJ Ward, and I'm joined here today by the awesome and intelligent Dana Branham. Dana, please say hello to the people. Hello, people. Good to see you today, <laughs> CJ. Absolutely. Likewise, appreciate you for being on here. Uh, I've been, you know, highly anticipating this and, uh, you know, just through the process of trying to find someone to, you know, share this venture with me. It's been a, a journey, but I've finally, finally, finally found a person, the right person, the perfect person. So appreciate you for joining with me. Awesome. I'm so glad to be here. And thank you for thinking of me to join you on this journey. No doubt. No doubt. So uh, likewise. So today, Dana and I will be speaking uh, on the behalf of a podcast called The Conscientious Conversation. Now, a conscientious conversation is termed as a conversation that only requires two or more willing individuals, an open and honest conversation. A conversation with the intent of improving the quality of life for the entire country and not just for select groups of the United Nations. So let us have a seat and discuss. So a little information about me. I'm a youth and community advocate with a counseling and mental health and educational background. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the concept of, you know, art is life. So shout out to all the artists and the appreciators of art. So, um, you know, I, I just shared a little bit about myself, but Dana, do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself to the people? I don't mind. Um, I typically am super modest and don't like to talk about myself, but I will <laughs> just a little bit today. So Dana Appreciate Branham, you. I'm a native of Lexington, Kentucky, but now a resident of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I work in financial services, was a financial advisor for about 12 years. And but been in the industry about 15 or so now. I right now I work at LPL Financial, um, working on all kinds of different financial related things. But uh, more than that, I am always willing, always hoping to do things that are improving the community. And so this type of conversation is necessary, and then also trying to advocate for the action that's needed behind that. Right. Because we can talk all day, but we certainly want to be taking steps uh, based on what we talk about and can agree upon to make our communities, make our lives better going forward. And so obviously being in financial services, that always hits home. Right. When it comes right. to your pockets and how you're spending money, how you're saving money, how you're sharing money and all of those things. So I'm a strong advocate of anything related to improving our health and wealth that way. So, like, what is one of the things that you see that, um, you know, I guess the community uh, can improve on as far as, like, financial uh, knowledge or information? We have to get to a place where we are willing to share where we are and not be embarrassed by it not be ashamed by it, not be so private that we don't want to tell people our business because the only way that someone can help you is if you share uh, the truth about it, right? You don't go to the doctor and then say, oh, nothing's wrong when really your back is hurting. So you have to take that same approach because the doctor can't help you otherwise. If you say everything's fine, they're going to send you right back home. The same is true for those who are designed to help you get your financial house in order, 
you have to tell the truth. So you can't hide money under the mattress and don't say you don't have it. You can't have right. investments that you don't want to share because you don't want anybody in your business. And you can't share that your bank account is negative and not share that, right? Because they have to know the truth. And it's interesting because so I'm an author of a book and that's the first chapter in the book is get real. And it's getting real with yourself, but then also getting real with the people who you are enlisting to help you. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing is, uh, you know, definitely need information. Yes. Definitely, definitely need information, but then take action based on the information. Perfect segue. So uh, not to offer free consultation services tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> Go ahead. I get it all the time. <laughs> what are some action steps that, you know, would be good for people to take? Uh, especially, you know, I would say I would like to say post pandemic, but we're still kind of in the middle of it. But we're, yeah, uh, it's almost COVID twenty two at this point. Hey, you know, <laughs> and, and the and the days go on, right? Yes. So, what are some action steps that we can take in the midst of you know this current time that would be beneficial uh, to not only our ourselves but you know our family members? I think the first step would be to write out, type out everything that you pay for in a month and even in a year, I should say, because there are some things that we pay annually that we almost don't even think about till that bill comes. And so you have to think about those things and write them down so they're in your face, right? And then figure out what's needed, what's not, because I can guarantee there's some things that we don't need <laughs> as a part of our ongoing bills or just right. places to cut back and then go kind of go from there. Because if you can, that's part of getting real, right? If you can do that then and face what that is, face what those debts are, face where your savings account is, and then come up with goals for each of those going forward. So obviously the goal would be debt freedom, but what's it going to take for you to be debt free? If it's, um, to save more, save your emergency fund, save more for retirement. What's it going to take for you to get that? And then go from there. But you have to face it first. You can't fix what you won't face. I hear that all the time. So that's part of facing it. Yeah, I'm sure. So um, for the sake of conversation, where do you see the uh, financial market going? The stock market? Stock market just across the board. I know it's, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of loaded question. It's loaded. It question. is loaded. So the stock market's been on an upswing for a very long time, more than a decade at this point. There have been some corrections along the way, but it's been on an upswing. That's unprecedented. Yes, you know, upswings because the stock market's done well for its history. However, the length of time that it has not gone back into recession is way longer than it's ever been before. So my thought is at some point it's going to have to correct itself. But I said that probably 10 years ago too. I probably said that five years ago. But at some point it will. It will correct. But that's not that's nothing to panic about. It's normal. Just be prepared and, and go ahead and prepare your mind and your heart and your soul and all that stuff to take the volatility that comes with that. So I think that's going to happen. 
one of the things I've been talking, trying to learn myself is crypto and what factor that's going to be in the future of finances and trying to learn and give people resources for that. Um, because I think it's, I saw a statistic the other day, somebody was saying that it should be about 10% of your portfolio. I said, that's a lot. Yeah. Seems like a lot. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know where it should be yet, but I know that's going to be a part of the future of finances. So learning what's going on there is, I think, is important. But then also the basics. So that's new, but also the basics of insurance, the basics of emergency funds, the basics of um, just saving and, and then also save basics of investing, especially in employer sponsored plans and all this stuff. I mean, it can run the gamut. So you can get all that new stuff, but the basics still work, too. So I uh, appreciate the information. Thank you for sharing that. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's real I'll game. send you a bill. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Trust me. I do. I got you. So I appreciate that. Uh, and plus, hey, all the viewers, thank you for joining this conversation. And definitely be appreciative of the information. Uh, you know, yeah. so a lot of us do this for a living. So, uh, you know, just as you would pay for any type of service, as uh, you know, she just you know alluded to, this this is some free. Uh, I would say, uh, <laughs> yeah, just a free game. So yeah, just put you up on game for free today. Let me on some game for today. Just a little bit. So recognize her worth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at least I had to say that. Thank but, you. But uh, just from, I know you said you came from Kentucky, and you're currently in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, overall, so I have this thing that, like, during 2019, I literally went east and west coast, north, south, mm. been all over the place trying to find out what's my next step? Like, where do I need to go? Yeah. And, you know, one thing that, like, I noticed, um, you know, the coastal areas, I would say it's coastal areas, then we have the, the midland or inland. Uh the coast areas from just from experience, not going to say this is concrete, but just from experience. It's like they're more open to ideas because business is more import and export. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then inland, uh, you know, it's more local, what people know. They really don't have to, you know, stretch out more. So uh, I wouldn't say they're not open to it, but I just say it's from experience, mm-hmm. it's just been less likely for uh, the embrace of importing. It's just yeah. like hey, either understand this way of business or, you know, just understand this way of business. Did, have, did you see that difference coming from Kentucky going to North Carolina? Not necessarily, but I totally understand what you're saying. And I, I think part of the root of that is that those coastal areas also have a more diverse population. So it becomes more of a natural thing to see things that are different than what you're used to. So then that's, that's not only people, then that's food, then that becomes imported stuff, right? Or it's goods. It may be what people wear. So then that becomes more mainstream too in those areas. So I think all of that works together um, to certainly make it make those more open um, 
and more diverse and accepting and all of those things. So, yeah, I, that's an interesting observation of how you how you saw that. But I certainly would say, yeah, I, I, I would say that's true. Sure. So I haven't necessarily seen that so much um, here, but I haven't looked at it that way either. So I'll have to do some thinking about that. What I do observe here is, and one of the reasons I wanted to relocate, one, obviously Charlotte is a financial hub in America, so it made sense. I was not moving to New York City. So (laughs) this was um, a better fit for me personally and socially and all those things. But um, it's also more, um, it is more diverse in some ways, but then I actually wanted to be around more of my people. So that was a factor in there. And so then by by deduction from that, there is more Black business, there's more support for Black business and, and all of those things, which is what I was certainly seeking as well. So what is the importance of support? I think you just, <laughs> the segue could not have come more perfectly. Like, yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing. I shouldn't say support even. I should okay. because that word is, makes it seem like it's a favor to the people. Whereas it's just business. I, I right. just, so I should say I wanted to do more business with Black business owners. I wanted the opportunity to do that. And rather than just supporting them, because I don't want it to be a one-off, you know, it's just, you know, this time and not ever come back and all those things. No, I want to be be able to know you're going to be here. So that means I need to be a patron and be a customer of yours. So, but I get, okay, but still, if we did, if we <laughs> just do the basics of that, that supporting, I can't even tell you how much business <laughs> I've seen go to other people. Hmm. <laughs> I have okay. to pause because it just happened recently um, in the real, on the real estate side of my life. Yeah. And I just don't understand. I just, I don't, I don't know. And so I said, okay, maybe I just need to do more marketing for myself. Maybe that'll do it. But when in my financial advising business, people got all that free information put up on game every week with my my tips or they would even call sometimes. And then when there was an opportunity to do business with me, they didn't do it. Yeah. I've been burned many times. So for those that, uh, I'm going to say this. So uh, if you could explain or at least provide some information of how people could have been supportive versus not, yeah. Uh, what could have worked, at least in the benefit of just doing business? Just doing business. So, prime example, I know several people who retired uh, while I was still practicing as an advisor. Several people, close people. Okay. And when I say close, like close, family and or friends. I... And whether they had sought me out before to ask questions or not, some did, some didn't. Um, Commented on posts, commented on, you know, came to webinars and seminars and 
all that stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm, sure. But then when it came time when they were retiring, they didn't roll their funds over with me. They didn't um, seek me out to develop a financial plan for them. So you can imagine that's kind of like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, why would you not do business with me? What and or at least give the opportunity. So sometimes it's not even because I'm willing to be in a in 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 your interview process, right? You got top three, and I'm I'm willing to be top three, and then I'm I'm gonna win it or at least have the opportunity to win it. So I think we got to get to a place where we're, at first of all, I can tell you, right, I'm, I'm digressing a bit, but I don't even think about going out to dinner anymore without thinking of what Black-owned restaurant I can do first. I just don't even think about it. I can't tell you the last time I've been to Applebee's or um, Carabas or, you know, Chili's or somewhere like that, because now, mind you, I'm in a place where I have the opportunity to do that. But still, I don't even think of it them first at all anymore. We've got to get there where we're not even thinking about those other places. Right. First, we're thinking about our own people first. And then if we can't get it, then going outside. So that's what I mean by the opportunity. Let's at least let me come to the table. At least let the that let the other people come to the table and and win your business. But if we never get to the opportunity to come to the table, we're never gonna get it. And I hear that I'm seeing the importance of community. Like yes, really, it absolutely. takes a village. That's so, what all of this is about, right? And and we can't have a conscientious conversation without it being based in community, right? Because we we can't afford to be about ourselves we at all. At all. At so, also when I heard you speaking, like the difference between outreach and community engagement. Outreach, outreach is just more, you know, a one-time thing. Hey, look, come here, show support, which mm -hmm. is good. But then, you know, you go back to where you what you normally do, your normal mode of business and operation. Yeah. Where community engagement is, it's going to be a continuous effort relationship building, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, something that I also, you know, something that I picked up from what you shared, at least like I said, just from what I picked up, um, that some of those, uh, when you gave free game, and then when it came time for people to give back, it wasn't that engagement. So you're coming from an engagement standpoint and sometimes they were coming from an outreach where it was like, I'm going to just reach out, but then I'm going to pull back. Mm -hmm. How are we not going to be able to be strong if we not, you know, continue to hold that, that bond, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I, I appreciate you from your perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's similar to, um, so I, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, okay. proud member. Right, right. And I, <laughs> yeah. And so the, so where I met you at that Buy Black event. So that was my brainchild. Let's say shout out to shout out. you and the AKAs <laughs> of that Buy Black 
That was part of the process, part of the journey. So much appreciated. Thank y'all for the support. No problem. That's what we're here for. So when you speak about outreach versus community engagement, so that's the prime example of that. So that was my brainchild. I was the program chairman for the chapter in two, when did we start? 2008. And what I wanted to do is provide, so I wasn't thinking outreach at the time, but to your point, it was an outreach opportunity, right? So we're reaching out. We want to uh, provide a venue for Black businesses to get together. We did it during the holiday season. The reason it was called Buy Black Monday before was because we were doing a take on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, called it Buy Black Monday. And we wanted an opportunity for people to come learn about these Black businesses, support them, you know, purchase from them, but then become a customer for the rest of the year. And then we'll see you again next year. Right. So it's, it was both of those at the same time. It's, it's being an outreach opportunity, but then also trying to engage the community to be more aware of the businesses and then also be a customer of them going forward. So it's worked in some ways, but then it also, you know, there's still a struggle because we've got to change our mindset behind it and just understand this is ongoing. Um, so that was, you know, almost however many years ago. <laughs> it's still going on. I just got an email yeah. about it yesterday, even though I'm not even there. So it's still going on and it's going to be smaller scale this year, but it's still an opportunity to do that. And thank goodness they're partnering with Julietta Market and it's going to be great because most of those businesses are black owned too. So it'll be good. Awesome. Definitely, uh, you know, let me know the, inf- you know, the information and, uh, you know, I'll make sure I submit this with a video and everything. So we'll do. De- we'll definitely do. in support. Definitely in support. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of the concept. Although you say it began with an outreach when we got together and you know, it's continuous. We're doing the engagement, so right. Uh, is this is literally proof that it works? So it works. It you. works, right? People got to open their minds to it, though, and and being willing to give and take. Give and take. Can't, can't take all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's the importance of give it and take? Like, I think we've really gotten away from the ide- ideology of bartering. So we can understand, hey, look, you have value, I have value, and we can share our services. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you see the, uh, you know, I'm an 80s baby, so uh, how do you see, like, the changes over the years about, uh, I guess, just culture, just society, um, you know, media, just how sports, we can, we can just go through Ooh. the gamut. <laughs> All like, what are some of the changes or some of the differences that you've noticed? I know that's a really broad question, but it is. Um, but I think it can probably be some that my word for that, the change has become, we've become way more self-centered. And by nature of what self-centeredness takes you to is selfishness. And so that's why that commun- that engagement is not happening because I'm only thinking about me. 
I'm only thinking about my people, my, my household, or I'm only thinking about my community. And that goes across the board. It's not just us. And so the less selfish we can be, the less self-centered we can be, the better we'll be for sure. I, I completely agree. Uh, and I still believe like, you know, united we stand, divided we fall for real. And um, we're falling. It, as soon as I, I learned of, of a pandemic approaching where, you know, people had to be considerate of other people. It's been the wor- best example, uh, but the worst example of self-centeredness and selfishness that I've ever seen. I mean, just the year 2020, the year 2020 vision. <laughs> <laughs> the whole year. The whole year, the whole year. Uh, what was some like 2020 vision moments for you? Like, I, I know for me, it was because I know I've been asking you questions. I, I still want to, you know, provide a little information. So it's, you know, give sure. and take, Go right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gosh, conversation, right? So, um, like, I, I said it once in a podcast uh, that. You know, given and shout out to this venue or this platform versus. Yeah, because it, it, it gave a lot of us an opportunity to see, you know, some legends, some influential individuals share their catalogs. Right. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. But at the same time, thinking of, you know, just a little bit going below the surface. We had to come up with the verses rather than like a collaboration or like legends or something like that. We made a competition. We made a competition. And it could have been collaboration. So even with that mindset, I think that it stems back, not just current, but stems back from certain structures that have been put in place. Mm. And it's like, you know, there's proof. And I, I wanted to start with that first because I feel like, you know, I'm I'm a part of that. Like I said, I I I understood where they were coming from with it, but I'm just thinking about the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm still waiting for it. This is just a personal thing. I can't wait for them to do a Roberta Flack. So Roberta really? Flack, this that's who you're waiting for. Hey, who's, who's gonna go up with Roberta? I, anybody. I I would just. Because I think she's one of the people that doesn't need her or just do. Or you know flowers. who could do what would be beautiful? So I would, I don't, I mean, it's interesting you brought up verses. I've watched maybe two of them. Okay. Um, and because I just, the first set of them weren't live and I didn't understand. I said, I can go watch the videos. I can listen to the music myself. Like I really wanted them to perform because I right, love live right. music, but yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Whatever. So I've only watched a couple, but I would love to see if you say Roberta Flack, wouldn't it be awesome if yes, it's verses, but it's really kind of a love fest like Patti LaBelle and them did or like Jill Scott and Erica Badu did. And put her with Layla Hathaway. Ah, ah. How about that line? I don't think I'd be able to take it. All you know, would, you'd hey. fall out. <laughs> we'd all fall out. We wouldn't be able to take it <laughs> at uh, all. 
hey, let's try to get that to happen. You know, uh, hopefully this, you know, reaches uh, enough people and, you know, enough people join this conversation. To, yeah. All you got to do is tag them. They'll, they'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will get it. <laughs> so, like, you just mentioned something, just live music. Like, how have you missed live music um, since the um, pandemic? I'm at a serious deficit. I think 22 is going to be concert season right. for me. I already have on my schedule Usher in okay. Vegas, New Edition, which you know that comes with everybody in New Edition. Absolutely. Because all of them are artists just themselves. That, I mean, yeah. that's a whole half a day of right. your life right there. But they're yeah. on the list. I have got to see it. Layla's on the list. I'm looking for Joe Thomas. Does anybody know where Joe is right now? Because I need to see him. Hey. And Fantasia, I'm going to go to her house if she don't start stop playing <laughs> for real. Because <laughs> she's hey. down the street now. I'm going to find her and go to her house. <laughs> but yes, I'm missing live music for sure. Hey, shout out to all those artists that you just shared, especially to Joe. I don't Joe. think he get, he gets his just due. He does not get his just due, man. Hey, I saw him a few brother. years ago and down in your neck of the woods. I had to go to um, down to, what is it, Fort Thomas? Uh, Fort Campbell. Fort Campbell. I'm sorry, yeah. Fort Campbell. Fort Thomas is northern. Um, he was with Fantasia. He was the surprise guest. I said, well, the Lord loves me because he <laughs> made Joe the surprise guest. That was the best concert I've been to. That's what's up. That's what's best up. Concert. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been missing concerts. Um, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know until I didn't. You didn't know, know you were gonna miss them so much. I, I didn't know until I didn't know. So yeah, but uh, yeah. So hopefully we can get back to a norm sometime soon. Let us pray. At least safely. Yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So uh, like, what do you see? I guess the the U.S. going as far as like the and I'm gonna bring this up vaccinations, not vaccinations, uh, or anti-vax. Um, where do you see that going in terms of like us finally getting to a healthier environment or existence? Yeah, I think we're getting there. Um, regarding the COVID stuff, um, I'm seeing promising things as far as the numbers are concerned here. I'm not about everywhere else, but um, I think we're getting to that quote unquote herd immunity. It's just super duper slow, way slower than it needed to be. I can't even talk about those people, but yeah, I got you. Bless their hearts. I can tell what I can tell you is I got my booster last week. And, and here's the thing about that. I am so not medicine, no shots, no nothing ever. Um, I figure I can take some um, apple cider vinegar, lemon and honey. And that's probably going to cure almost everything that I got going on. And that's kept me well for years. Right. Right. Especially all winter. I'll drink a little bit every day and move on. Well, I had to convince myself. I was like, okay, this is, that's not going to cure this if you get it. So I had to convince myself, but I did a whole lot of real research, looking at what the scientists were saying, not people and kind of looking at studies and all those things. And so I got 
the vaccine back in um, April, but I got Johnson and Johnson. And so I was able to go get my booster last week because it had been obviously more than two months since I got it. And I feel much better now um, about having it. I'm not excited if it's going to be like the flu shot and I, cause I don't have not ever gotten the flu shot. So I'm not going to be excited if I have to do mm. that every month. I mean, every year, but I guess if I have to, I will. It, it's things change and you have to change with it. So my whole idea of, I want to be natural and do all that stuff. Well, that kind of goes out the window when something comes like this and I'm trying to be here. So I got to do, do what I got to do and and look out for if I want to see my mother I have to get immunized right um I didn't see my mom from February of 20 Man. I saw her, thank goodness I went to Kentucky for my for her birthday and I saw her mid-February and did not see her in person again until October hey, that ain't cool shout out and she to- wasn't happy um, but yeah. nobody was, and it's beyond my control, but it, it just wasn't safe because we didn't know enough. But Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. Man. So there's no Something reason point. to keep hanging on to old stuff when you know better than that now. Man, <laughs> that's real. Um, you know, shout out to, just thinking about that, you know, during that time, we weren't able to see a lot of loved ones. So, uh, you know, shout out to, you know, everybody that's still here, you know, right. uh, those that we can still call, you know, we can still call. We can uh, still call. Yeah. That their name has not been called up on the other list. Listen, Man. we just lost on uh, the, I, I believe it was the oldest person in my home church today. I'm and I believe he was 98. I'm not yeah. really sure. I, oh, I know he's above 95. And that's life. My, yeah, that's a life. He was in World War One. Wow. Okay. And my mom said, told me about it. And she said, it's going to be so different going back to church when we get in person. So many people are not going to be there. Right. I say, right. yeah. And, and you don't even want to think about it. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's sad whether to COVID or anything else. I mean, that's just going to be different. That's two whole years. We, we lost people and you didn't see them. So it wasn't even like, Hey, I just saw them last week. No, you haven't seen them. So it makes it really different. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So So if we still, if we still here, that's a blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just even the sake of that, uh, you know, I definitely say, you know, a moment of silence for all those that are no longer here. Uh, just, just a moment of silence for them. All right, shout out, yeah. shout out. Yeah. Uh, so, how how has it been like being able to see people again and just being around them? Like, how are you with that? I'm all, I'm still nervous. I got you. Are you nervous about it? I am, but at the same time, I'm like, 
I'm careful. I would just say that. I'm, I'm definitely careful. careful. Yeah. I haven't been any in large crowds. I take that back. I was in one large crowd recently. Um, and I was in that crowd for maybe 45 minutes. And then I said, I got to go. It was a, the, a taste, taste of Charlotte event. It was okay. at a ball field. I, in my mind, I envisioned how it should be set up. This is the first time they changed. It used to be on the street where it's, you know, more mobile and not, you didn't have to be as close even before COVID. For whatever reason, they decided to have it in this ballpark, but they had it all up in the stands rather than on the field. So I already was nerd. When I got there and saw that, I was already tense about it. And I said, well, I'm going to have to pass too many people. Like, I mean, it's 10,000 people at this thing. Um, that's, it was too close for comfort. So I didn't stay long at all. Um, so I haven't been, that's the largest crowd I've been in. I have flown this year. Okay. And that was okay. Um, hopefully that comes back soon. But um, I just was supposed to go to a costume party Saturday. And no, Sunday. And the whole Sunday morning, the host says, hey, y'all, um, just found out that the event I went to yesterday was only seven or eight people he went to that night before somebody tested positive. So we had to cancel the party. And so that's what keeps me on my on my toes about it, because it can be those 10,000 and nothing happened. It could right. have been those seven or eight. And then if he was a carrier, he could have infected those of us who were going to be at his house. So we still got to be cautious about what we're doing because we don't know. I don't know. I question why is that? Why was that person at the party anyway? Because they tell you when you go get tested, quarantine until you know whether you're negative or not. So I don't even know why they were at the party, but I'm glad he told us and I'm glad they shared the information. So I didn't get even possibly exposed because I don't have time for that. That's what I don't understand. Like, you know, I travel around, but every time I travel, it's definitely cross state lines. Uh, yeah. You know, I always get tested. And just, you know, when I come back or whatever. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm getting used to that feeling up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and that, The little tickle is not as ticklish anymore. <laughs> and that's even, you know, you know, with or without the vax. Like, um, yeah. and I'm saying that just to say that, because uh, although, you know, you may have a vaccination, you can still catch it. So yes. people need to know that. Um, so, yeah. Yes, they need to know it and, and act accordingly, because they've been telling us that, I mean, since the vaccine came out. So I don't know how anybody would have missed that that was still a possibility unless they just wanted to miss it. But yeah, you definitely can get it. And you do still do not know how it's going to affect you or somebody else that you infect. So that's why we have to still keep our sensitivity to it heightened because we don't know. So people be considerate toward others. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just be considerate. It, it don't take a lot. It don't take a lot at all. Put the mask on. <laughs> Put the mask on and stay six feet away. I mean, the, those rules still apply. This person uh, rolled up to a little too close to me in the grocery store the other day. Like, hey, 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 hey. Back that basket <laughs> up, please. Right. And she was looking at me crazy. I was thinking, you don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what you want. <laughs> hey, 
how how did you feel about the grocery stores when it like <laughs> the pandemic first happened, where uh, people were like fighting over toilet paper? What was else? I know it's definitely toilet paper. Embarrassing. Uh, water was it water? Yeah, sanitizer. Sanitizer. Bleach. Well, listen, I come from the school of Alberta K. Branham and always prepared. <laughs> and I was a Girl Scout. So thank goodness I didn't have to go and fight anybody for that stuff because I had <laughs> had it. And then no, I was able not. to wait it out until it kind of died down. But yeah. people just, Americans, let me say that because it's not even people everywhere. It's us. This is true. And that goes back to our self-centeredness and selfishness that we already talked about. Yeah. They embarrass me. Those types See, of people. <laughs> I think you brought up a great point. It's the difference between being self-sufficient and selfish. Uh, you mentioned something about being a Girl Scout. Yeah. And being the preparedness. Uh, how important is it to be prepared rather than just last minute? Um, so I've always been told that where preparedness meets opportunity, that's where you can find success, right? So you always have, you should be prepared for the opportunity. Um, I don't know if I've shared with you yet. I got a new, new job, uh, starting in a couple of weeks. Um, Thank you. Set a, uh, I set a goal when I sold my business and came back into corporate America, I said, I'm going to give myself really five years to get to VP level. And when I told people that, they were like, what are you you serious? You're coming back in kind of entry level, right? Whereas I should be mid-level, right? But I kind of started back somewhat entry. And, well, so I'm at three years in, and I'm going to be AVP level. So it's only one more step, and there's really no reason for it not to be. But that's happening because I am prepared for it. And Mm. I sought out the opportunity myself. I took control of that myself. So that's not, oh, Dana's so great. That's saying, if you want to find any type of success, you got to be ready for it when it comes. Because I'll tell you why. So I actually didn't even interview for the job I got. Hmm. That's how good God is. (laughs) I interviewed for a different role and then this role through all kinds of other things that happened became, I knew it was open, but I thought it had been filled. The person I interviewed with wasn't even the person hiring for this role at first, but became the person hiring for the role. It's more perfect for me than the role I even interviewed for. And so when she called she said, hey, um, well, she emailed and said, are you, are you interested in this? Look at this job description and tell me. I was like, yeah. So she said, let's set up some time later today. When she called me, I said, hello. She said, I just want to know. Um, so the job is yours to, to deny. Are you interested? Do you want it? If not, I'll move on to somebody else. But it's yours if you want it. Got to be prepared. And then the opportunity will come. Hey, uh, the importance of preparation, <laughs> uh, you know, even with this, like I, I told you before, I wanted to do this particularly uh, like somewhat this format 
2019. But I had the conversations uh, about starting a podcast probably 2000, end of 2017, 2018, beginning. And it was just, I just didn't want to put some stuff together and be like, all right, look, I'm doing something. I at least wanted to make sense. Most of the time right now, I'm like, make it make sense. So it has to make sense. So, uh, you know, it with being prepared for this, I'm just using this as an example. Um, when I, I met you in Lexington, at the time mm-hmm. I was doing a, uh, I was about to start a mental health uh, specialist position. And prior to that, you know, I just finished the counseling program. I uh, had a life altering event happen with you know injuries and I had to go through the recovery mm-hmm. process with my legs. And during the time, you know, I was doing research about uh, rehabilitation, uh, you know, specifically cognitive and behavioral therapies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the information that, you know, I was receiving and, you know, once I got to, uh, you know, the mental health position, I was, you know, doing certain works. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. But I just know I need to do it. It just it was something innate. So I, I kept it with the steps, daily discipline. So it's like after a while, you have the, you know, the information compiled. And then once I was started to engage with the community, you yeah. know, uh, you know, it was a elementary and a middle school uh locally. Uh, you know, shout out to those individuals that, you know, were of support. Uh, you know, you know, still respect. But um I took that information and also the research I was doing, uh, you know, professionally and put it into a dissertation. Yeah. And I also did an audio component, uh, which, you know, I'm going to express the importance of literacy uh, to, you know, young, older, uh, regardless uh, if, you know, you can't, if you have an issue with literacy or you can't read, don't feel, you know, negative about it. You know, be open. There's people willing to uh, support you and help you, me being one. Uh, yeah. But, it, you know, it's definitely an importance of uh, literacy. So I'm going to express that. But I did a, an audio component because some of the, the uh, population that I was serving, they couldn't read or mm-hmm. they had, you know, difficulty reading. So I wanted to make it simple and plain, but I was saying for the preparedness, doing that prepared me for Tulsa. Then Tulsa prepared me for, you know, next steps. So uh, Tulsa a little bit. (laughs) What's going on in Tulsa? um, I would just say I went out there with the mind frame of let me just provide to this community. Let me be, uh, you know, a willing participant to be open to a community. Come in as a transplant. Look, I have this, you know, certain skill set. I have this passion. If I can help you out, cool. Mm -hmm. I've already done research about this, you know, the whole state and that particular city. So I, I was already looking at it from a program standpoint, a curriculum standpoint of like, okay, from an outside looking in, I could see these certain services being beneficial 
if, you know, they were available. So finally being able to be a resident and seeing it from, mm. you know, uh, from the front lines, it's like, okay, the research makes sense. Uh, at least some of the things I was thinking of going before, I was able to add on to that. Uh, so I, I just say, for the fact that, you know, Centennial, 100 years of, you know, from yeah. the, the race massacre. Uh, and then, you know, consequently, or I would say ironically, Tulsa being the first city or the first uh, place to, uh, you know, take away the Black Lives Matter paint on the street on really? Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. First. Huh. So me saying that, I, I just, uh, you know, there's a lot of conversations <laughs> that not to be, not uh, just only need to be had, but uh, there was a, a guy that I met there. I was talking about having a conversation and he was like, man, from conversation to contract. And I was like, man, that's a, a really dope concept, mm -hmm. man. And I'm like, that's what needs to happen. So, right. you know, so support to him. Hopefully, you know, he's still pushing that effort. But, um, you know, not only just having a conversation, but all right, once we have the conversation, where are we going to go? Exactly. Because, you know, we'll action speaks louder than the words. Right. We'll talk for years. I still have some prospects. <laughs> I'm not even in the business anymore, but I still have some prospects who were probably my prospects for at least eight years. Wow. It's ridiculous. What are we talking about? Let's go. Right. Right. Yeah, I get it. I like that conversation. The contract. Simple and plain. That's how they make it simple. <laughs> right. So, keep it simple. Keep it simple. So, uh, yeah. Uh, is there any other things you like to know about Oklahoma? I'm trying to think. I mean, it's, that's a, that's a loaded question within itself. Right. So, so what? Um, so, let me ask this: Did the community? receive what you were trying to give? Uh, I think on the onset, I think they they recognized what I was trying to do. But then at the same time, uh, you know, coming into a certain place, uh, you know, respect comes first. And, you know, respect is give and take. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you never know what a person has already had to go through and what they made it through. Mm -hmm. But it's like when we t need to collaborate, uh, like if you're not the captain of the ship, the ship shouldn't sink. True. So, you know, I, I just expressed that. But, um, you know, going to, you know, I've been moving around a lot <laughs> on this journey. So one of the things that I recognize, you know, I judge, I want to say a judge, that's, I won't say that. Um, you know, I kind of get a feel for a certain place uh, by observing the traffic and observing how the women move. Really? This Tell me about this, sir. <laughs> so <laughs> how the women moving in Tulsa? <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. I'm talking about the traffic first. <laughs> I got to take some time for that one. Uh, okay, got it. Uh, but. As far as uh, traffic, 
uh, a lot of places aren't, and this is just, this is not Tulsa, so I'm not, you know, attacking anything else. But I, I say across the board, a lot of places I've, I've gone, a lot of the the pathways and intersections, everything is not visitor friendly. Because like you mm-hmm. get there and it's like, if you're not from there, you're going to take some time to adjust because it's like, all right, a lot of things are built as to like, all right, if you're from here, you know this. Yeah. If you're not from here, like, all right, you need to really take caution. Uh, so <clears throat> I recognize uh, some some passive aggressiveness. Hmm. And, you know, when people are in their vehicle, they they pretty much feel like they're free. Like, you know, that's their vehicle. They're behind the wheel. They're literally, you know, driving in their lane or driving out of the lane or whatever they're doing. Uh, so that shows me the mentality of the place. Interesting. Okay. So then the reason why I say see how the women move is because, you know, women play such an important part just in society, period. Mm-hmm. For one, uh, you know, nurturing. And plus, like, y'all are able to soak up stuff and, like, you're able to take things that, you know, I would say uh, y'all don't get enough credit for. So I see a reflection of, like, all right, so if women are moving like this, I know guys are moving like this because they're a reflection Mm -hmm. of that dynamic of that particular area. Yeah. And that's how they're going to handle business. So I would just say my experience there was very interesting. Um, and it was, you know, uh, yeah, I'll just say interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll I, keep I'll it interesting. I, I'll put it like it. this. Uh, you know, sometimes I guess I'm too direct. Um, which this can bring up a whole nother conversation about the dynamic between men and women right now. Like, we're not even going to talk about dating. Let's not do it today. It's (laughs) way too long. So I'm going to put a pin in that and we can continue that conversation later. Uh, Got it. You know, yeah. Perfect. (laughs) So, yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, one, you know, I, I know we've gone past time. But at the same time, I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you for you being in a space to, uh, you know, uh, share the space with me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you definitely have a an important uh, skill set as far as, you know, financial literacy and, uh, you know, just how that, you know, connects to everything else. Uh, so right. I appreciate you and, you know, I'm going to support you. Uh, you know, I know you were telling me about your your Wednesday Wednesday videos. Would you yeah. like to you know share anything with the with the people about you know where they can see that? Sure. So um, yeah, so I've been doing wealth building Wednesday for eight years, but really over the span of nine, I took a year off. Um, what's the football player's name who just took off for mental health? Praise him for for having the courage to do that. Hey, right? salute for real. Yeah, salute, dude. I mean, for real. And Simone Biles and and Naomi Osaka too. And who we got to do that. And so I did that um, the year that I moved here. 
But so eight years though. And so until the pandemic though, it was more written. And you know, people don't really read. <laughs> Man, we just talk about literacy. Like, <laughs> talk about literacy, but you I gotta read, read in order. Right. To literate, lit is right. worse. <laughs> okay, let's True. just baseline that. But right, right. Um, but until the pandemic, it was it was written, and I mean, I would get traction, and people would read it and say, "Oh, that was great advice," and all these things. I so look forward to it. So, however, um, one day last year, there was so much misinformation going on about the pandemic and, and the um, finances around checks that, stimulus checks that were that being talked about and all kinds of other stuff there, taxes and unemployment and all of that stuff. And so it was too much for me to write. And I said, uh-uh, I, I can't write all this. I'm gonna just go live on Facebook and I'm gonna share this information and we'll move on. And um, I don't remember exactly how many people saw it However, I'm, all I know is my mom called me that next Monday, I think it was, and she said, hey, um, what you thinking about for Wealth Building Wednesday this week? And I said, I don't know. She said, I think people like to see your face. We're in the pandemic and, you know, it's kind of disconnected if you just write it. Maybe you should just do live again. And I was like, come on, mom. It's not, I'm not a morning person. It's nine o'clock on a Wednesday. I got to get all dressed and, you know, looking decent in order to be on camera. She said, I mean, and whoever, she, had, she saw at the time how many people looked at it and she told me. I said, okay, we'll do it again. Well, that's turned into these lives. So people can catch me on Wednesdays for now at 9 a.m. Uh, live on Facebook, and then I share it to Instagram as well. Um, but you, it's all public, so you can see it whether you're my friend or not. So you don't necessarily have to send me a friend request to see them. And you can see the history of them going back as well to last April, I believe it was, when we started to do the lives. But they've, they've become a thing, and um, we'll be transforming soon, but they've become at least my tool to be a part of the community and do my outreach and then also engage at the same time to what we were talking about before. And just being sure people have the information that they need in the vernacular that they need it in order to do something about it and about their finances and all of that. Because it it can be overwhelming. I know people don't know it. Um, I know they weren't taught it because I wasn't either. And I have two degrees. The second time I'm saying that today, two degrees in finance and none of it was personal finance, not to not how to do a checkbook, not how to do a budget, not any of that. So if I have the knowledge, right, um, for corporate finance and not personal finance, and I have those degrees, it makes no sense. Then I know people in liberal arts and, you know, engineering stuff didn't get it. So this is just my way to try to help people out and give them the information they need to, to be a financial success in the future. So but thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. No problem. Where can they find you on IG and Facebook or. So Facebook is just, yeah, just my name, Dana S. Branham. Uh, and on IG, it is one Dana Chanel. Cause there's okay. only one. Oh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> um, yeah. One Dana Chanel, and so you can see Instagram is probably the easiest way to do because that's most of what I even post there is those videos. Okay, so everybody support this woman, 
She has my support. So thank keep you. doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. So just yeah, know thank that. you. Uh, you know, no problem. Um, and, you know, just on the, you know, uh, just segue from that, uh, you know, fin a financial literacy is definitely very important. And, uh, you know, something else that's very important is mental health awareness. So uh, just on the sake of that, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, be aware of that and, you know, be considerate of those, uh, be compassionate uh, and just understand, you know, some people deal with a lot, you know, shout out to military veterans and those that suffer from, P yeah. from PTSD. So uh, you never know what, what people are going through. So uh, just keep that in mind. And for the sake of that also, you know, my background has been in education, counseling, and mental health. So, uh, you know, definitely have an affinity for the K through 12 population, but oh, also, you know, community as a whole. Uh, you know, I've since I went to Tulsa and during that time, I started an LLC. And it's an LLC called the Warden Wellness Services. Mm -hmm. And um, this, this uh, company is dedicated to providing mentorship, individual counseling, and also group counseling, uh, specifically to, to minority young males, but not exclusively to them. Mm -hmm. uh, I just know it's, you know, it's important to that. So I want to put that out there. So, uh, you know, right now I'm in, in partnership and also, uh, you know, reaching out to school districts, community organizations, and, uh, you know, other agencies. So just putting it out there as well. Uh, yeah, you know, you're not alone and there's a lot of resources out here. Uh, you just need to know where to find them sometimes. So, uh, you know, just with that said, you know, definitely continue to support uh, entrepreneurs, continue to yes. support local, continue to support, uh, you know, black. I'll just go ahead and say Please. that. I think, uh, you know, that's something that's not said too often. So I'm gonna go ahead and say it as many times as I can. Um, you know, a lot of us do these things. We're uh, ones that may be bringing, uh, may be breaking uh, generational uh, things, um, maybe the first things. Yes. So, you know, a lot of us are learning as we go. Uh, so, you know, continue to support each other and continue to build, build, build the village, really be the village. Build the village. And give the village some grace, right? Um <laughs> Because we, we, we're very quick to be critical and say, I'm never going back and doing all this stuff. And I promise you, McDonald's don't get my order right every time. Man. But yet Man. I still keep going. So give us some grace. Give us some grace, please. Um, the grace that you won't extend it to you, give it. And that will we'll all be better if we do that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, really treat your neighbor like you would like to be treated. Golden rule. <laughs> simple and plain. Keeping the platinum simple. rule even. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's platinum at this point. Hey, definitely real talk. So hey, I'm not gonna keep you. Like I said, I appreciate you for joining me in this conversation. This is the first of many, and I can't wait to you know start bringing guests on and also yeah. furthering the conversation. So I'm not talking again, about those women in Tulsa in Nick one day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't running. I ain't running. But uh, <laughs> in time, in time. But hey, 
Once again, my name is CJ Ward. I appreciate y'all for joining the conversation today. And I'm with Dana Branham. There we go. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate y'all for y'all attention, attention. And we will join together the next conversation. Next time. So hope this message reaches you well. I hope it helps you along the way. Be encouraged and make this day, evening, or night a great time. Until next time. Appreciate Until you. Next time. Nothing ever was handed, all of the respect, never about ego Wish I could have retired a long time ago And disappeared way beyond the trees But my homies kept influencing me Said they needed to hear my lyrics, like my flow Cause they felt my spirit, plus the people needed to hear it A conversation with conscientious lyrics